Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I was texting with Mikey B., our producer, about the Vegas trip, and I see what happens with Odell Beckham Jr., and I say, oh, man, looks like he tore his ACL. It's got to be rough, you know, just messing around (laughs) with him uh, because he gets hit by Body Calhoun. Brian Body Calhoun is what I'm going with right now until Bogus runs in and corrects me because that always seems to happen. Um, so, you know, I see this hit, and, and I don't personally believe that that is a dirty hit. I don't believe that. The first thing I thought of when I watched that, though, was all the players we have talked to, you, other former NFL players, that used to say, before we learned so much about concussions, hit me in the head before you hit me in the knees. Mm-hmm. And with some of these new rules, now this is what we're going to see. So Brian Body Calhoun goes in, hits Odell Beckham Jr. in the knees, and it's a, it is a it is an odd scene after that because he gets up, you think he's okay, he walks off under his own power, then he goes into the locker room on his own and then just collapses in a heap on his knees and is there for a little bit before a member of the giant staff gets there. And you said drama queen. I thought the same thing. Are we bad people for thinking that he was playing this thing up? (laughs) I mean, are we too cynical (laughs) in thinking that this was played up a little bit? If this was the first instance of him doing this, yeah, maybe, nah, we still wouldn't be bad people. No, 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 no. But this is not the first installment nor the second installment nor the third installment of this young, short, elaborate career of a superstar player. This is not the first time we've seen him act in this manner. And you're well, not right. with injuries, though. That's that's one thing. It's not like he's always... He's not like Ben Roethlisberger Listen, where... The dude got hit. He It looked as though it was worse than it was. It wasn't. He gets up. He's walking off the field. He goes back down. Eli comes over and puts his arm around him. Get your ass off the field. He got up as if he was fine. Yeah. Why you stop? Yeah. Get off the field. Then he goes on the sideline, sits over there, act like acts like the world is coming to an end. Then the training staff says, okay, let's go in the locker room, check this bad boy out. He walks, doesn't even get into the locker room. He's there in the tunnel, in the walkway, in the innards of the stadium, and he collapses again as if it's all over, all damn, I've torn something. You know when you've torn something, you're a finely tuned athlete. You know when something's going to ride. Yeah. Nothing ain't going to ride other than this damn drama queenness. <laughs> drama queenness? Yeah. And then he gets up and he goes and he gets back on the cart and he's got the towel on his head. Yeah. I'm just watching this dude. Really? You got to do it. Now you know why people want to knock his head off. Not only because he's a fabulous athlete, but because it is mess. Get off the damn field. How much more attention do you need? You're already getting a ton of it. So when you see that hit at first, what's the injury that you think could come out of it? Well, you saw the ankle. It, it caught a little bit. 
And, and, but you think course, knee, though, right? Well, you I think mean, knee, you think ankle. Knee. But you've seen see... worse ankle sprains in the NBA than what he, he but suffered how did last he, I mean, it, it didn't look to me like the ankle was that big well, of a Well, you initially problem. think knee because that's where the contact, the contact was above, just above the knee in the thigh area. And, and yes, you think that. But then you see the dude bounce up and he's walking off the field. He goes down. And when he initially bounces up, he's not limping. Eli comes after he goes down, puts his arm around, him, he gets up and he starts limping. Yeah. I, what the hell was that? I, I really do think there was something to that. And oh. I don't know for a fact if he knew that the camera was right on him. The camera's always on him. When he dropped to his knees. But if he did and he felt that and then decided to go that route, then that's pretty bad. Now, we'll see what this injury ends up being. Now, it says sprained ankle, of course. And when he was asked, high ankle sprain, low ankle sprain, he goes, well, I'm not a doctor or whatever. He gave some sort of you quip in the in the post-game news you know, conference. You know. But if this keeps him out for any extended period of time, then I'll apologize to him. But this, to me, looked like a guy who didn't like the way he got hit, knew it was a preseason game, is someone who is a showman in many ways, realizes that people are going to make a big deal out of that. Didn't like the hit probably either because he's thinking this could have really done some damage to me. I'm going to make a point with this. And then acted a little bit. And and then his buddy, Jarvis Landry, who's a dynamite wide receiver in his own right, he jumps in on This is why you hate preseason. Yes, everyone hates preseason, but it's necessary. It is necessary. And and a play like that, you want to expect someone to blow out a knee or whatever, but that happens at times. And fortunately for Odell Beckham Jr., it didn't happen in, in this occurrence, but that happens. And you have these injuries injuries that happen when no one touches you. Teddy Bridgewater, no one touched him. You have been other uh, athletes who have sustained injuries yeah. during the preseason where nothing happened. And Bridgewater was during the season, of course, but or that was right before the season. Uh, so, you know, chill out. Dude, no one wants to go through preseason, especially when you're a vet. And these guys have been in the league now three, four years at the most. But we understand you don't want to go through it. We just had this discussion, you know, a week or so ago about that fifth preseason game. No one wants to be involved in that, but it's necessary. You have to get yourself in football shape. And as far as the hit, I mean, I used to always grapple with offensive line about going low. But we learned, especially growing up in West Texas, you're taking on option teams. They're going to cut block. So you learn at a very young age how to use your hands, how to get your outside leg back, and make sure uh, they can't cut block you. And, and, but when you get to the pros, it's a more traditional offenses, and, and still that was employed at times, especially the old Alex Gibbs, a longtime offensive line coach for the Denver Broncos. And, and so you, you knew to use your hands, but you would still be upset when guys went for your legs because you're thinking your career's over. Yeah. And, and now with the new protocols as far as head hunting and all that, and you had to play in this game, this is when Brandon Marshall actually went out. Jabril Peppers popped him pretty good, put the shoulder into him, and initially they threw the flag, then they picked it up, as they should have. But guys have to now readjust the target. You know, and, and you know, it should be that midsection. Uh, Calhoun went a little bit lower than you would like, but I don't think it was intentional. Well, and maybe it was because, and if it is, I don't even care. So he's got a couple of options here when he is about to make this tackle. Mind you, the guy's about 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, right? So think about that for a second. You've got Odell Beckham Jr., who is 
the most explosive and dangerous yard-after-catch guy that there is in the NFL right now. I think the Tyreek Hill is also there, but Odell Beckham Jr. is a guy who catches a football and then goes. That's it. Boom. He's gone. He can break tackles. He can get away from you. It's game-changing. So I understand this is a preseason game, but when you're out there, as I've learned from you, and you're a guy who is trying to keep a job, earn a job, solidify a job, you're going to go out there and you're going to play football. It's very tough not to play football in a football game. So he's got a couple options. Does he go up high and get a flag and potentially a fine or whatever else the NFL wants to do if he hits him in the head? Okay, can't do that. He would have to probably even launch himself up because he's so small. Okay, does he try to wrap up Odell Beckham Jr. at 5'8", this guy that can break tackles and then go run into the end zone and try to hit him in the middle or try to wrap up, it's mm-hmm. probably not going to work and you get yelled at in the film session. So what does he do? He takes out his legs to make sure he doesn't go anywhere after he catches the football. Right. And guess what? It's not a penalty. I mean, is that a penalty on a wide receiver? It is on a quarterback. It is on a, excuse me, on a chop block. But on a wide receiver, that tackle is is a legal tackle. So, right. so why wouldn't that be your plan of attack if you're Body Calhoun last night, yeah, it you sounds like eat. a wrestler. <laughs> it does. Uh, I think there was one back in the day. Back in my day, Calhoun was the last. Haystacks, Calhoun. There you go. The wrestling aficionado. Haystacks, Calhoun. Big man. Back in the day. Uh, yeah, take his wheels out from under him. That's what you have to do. You want to slow this guy down, you go low on him. And we've seen guys go low. Use a little bit lower than that. You, you get down there around the ankles. But this was right... Uh, above the the knee and and, and he and he went down immediately and his, his foot almost almost stuck in the ground that left foot and that's where he tweaked the ankle. But uh, after all that, man, get up off the damn field. I remember playing here at Giants Day and we had a running back who was a prima donna, and the guy laid down for damn near it seemed like an hour. Then he finally gets up and he's holding his wrist. Really, really. You sorry, my father. What, Get off the field. Was it a broken wrist? Yeah, what even broke it? Like, okay. Come on, man. I really? mean, I do think that there's times that guys suffer legitimate injuries yeah. and they're in well, massive pain. Yes, that happens. But your wrist, come on. Get off the field. Let's listen to Odell Beckham do Jr. Do we have to? After the game. Sure. Why not? Let's, I mean, we can't just crush the guy and not, not hear his okay, side. Okay, let's of the hear story. his side and then crush him some more. He said, uh, feels like a sprained ankle. Feels like a. Sprained ankle, I don't know. A rolled ankle, I don't know. Feels like, you know, when you hurt your ankle, it's kind of what it feels like, but it'll be all right. That is, that's a jerk comment. Yeah, you know what it feels like when you hurt your ankle? It feels like that. And I'm sure it's not the first time he sprained an ankle. Uh, he's played other sports. He's been playing football a long time. You sprain your ankle and you keep going. That was a sprained ankle, a tweaked ankle. Keep going. We've seen guys roll their ankles worse than that. Kawhi Leonard, when he rolled his ankle, I mean, he had help from... Pachulia, mm-hmm. it was worse than that, and he still went back out and played a little bit. This guy gets up, goes back down, gets up, starts limping all of a sudden, goes to the sideline, then he jogs, jogs to the locker room. Before he even gets to the locker room, goes down again. What a drama. There's something else you'd call him, but you can't call him. <laughs> This is Odell Beckham Jr. when he was asked if he thinks he's going to play again this preseason. What's up to Coach? Uh, coach and the training staff and just see what we do, um, where we go from here. I you don't necessarily know, but um, going do? there tomorrow and we'll get a look at it. God, put some damn ice on it. Going there tomorrow and we'll get a look at it. Put some 
ice on it. Go in there tomorrow and we'll get a look they at it. They put some ice on it. That's what they're going to tell you. <laughs> that's what they did when you got on the plane. They put some ice on it. Go in there and look at it tomorrow. Look at this. <laughs> look at it. Yeah. And when he says it's up to coach, it reminds me of all the people that complain about preseason football. If the coaches are the ones making the decisions on their star players and they know full well what each guy means to the team, then they believe that that time that they have in the preseason is important to their regular season success. So if you want to blame anybody for putting the players at risk in the preseason, put the blame on the coaches because they're the ones making the decisions on whether or not to play the guys. So if they wanted to make sure that these guys were totally healthy, they'd never put them in a preseason game. But they're putting them in preseason games. So they think it's that important. So we could talk about getting rid of all these preseason games. It's not realistic. No, it's, it's not. It's, and, and you know what you'd cl- complain about next? You'd complain about week one and week two. Yeah. Because essentially that becomes your preseason. And that's how it is in, in college football. You don't really know what you're working with. You have an idea from practice, from scrimmaging each other, but it's not until you see a different color jersey, whether it's preseason or regular season, when you really have more uh, of an understanding of what type of team you have on your hands. So it's a necessary evil. No one likes it, but you find a way to play the right way. You find a way to practice the right way and get through it. I've gotten hurt. I was hurt three times in preseason. Three times sucks. And the, the last time, no one touched me. It sucks. Yes, but it's part of it. And there's a reason Joe Thomas didn't play last night. But Joe Thomas, the longtime tackle for the Browns, has been in the league 10 years. Doesn't need to play. You know what he's going to do? The guy hasn't missed a game. He's played beaten up. Yeah, and the New York Giants are smart enough to understand how important Odell Beckham Jr. Right. is. So if they're going to put him in there, they believe that it, it's important that he gets those reps. Get the reps and then get him out of there. He probably would have been done after that series or whatever, After uh, just like Eli. And it, there might not even be anything really wrong here. That, this whole preseason football discussion coming up, we're yeah. acting as if his leg got amputated right. last night. I mean, <laughs> I, he could be back tomorrow. Trauma queen. He, he real, I mean, it could be a, a nothing injury. This guy who works for ESPN, I think I've heard his name before, Don Van Nata. He is a an author and... He's a reporter for ESPN. His tweet with the video, the gif of this hit, was getting some play last night because he had a very extreme take on it. Mm-hmm. He said, quote, if you do this in a preseason game, you should be suspended for the caps, all caps. So he's serious about this. The entire regular season. That was his take on it. <sighs> the entire <laughs> regular season. I... I understand the importance of making sure that the game is safer. And I totally get when guys go after knees that it could change a guy's season. It could impact the contract. But I want to know what else you're doing here within the rules of the game that is the right play. I I mean, you were on the field in college and in the pros. I was a terrible offensive lineman for <laughs> Bellport High School. Am I wrong in my assessment of his options at that moment to make the no, tackle? No, you're not. And ideally, would you want him to be a little bit higher right there around the waist? Yeah. That's where you'd want him to make that tackle. No one wants to be hit low, but wide receivers know that the DBs are going to go low on them. They always get undercut. They understand that. 
and he didn't get as low or get closer to the midsection as he would have liked or I, uh, Ode, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. would have liked. And, but it wasn't a dirty hit. It wasn't going out trying to take the guy out. But more people are going to try to take him out because he's a drama queen. He's placed even more of a target on his back. You think that that's the assessment yes. from his peers? Yes. And not, like, respect yes. because he's yeah, one of them? Yeah, they respect him. He's a hell of a football player. Yeah. He's an incredible athlete. Incredible. You respect that. That's why he's circled on the grease board. Every day uh, you have installation. Watch 13. But that is there's more fodder now for you go out and try to knock his head off. Well, I also think the book on him is you can get under his skin. True. And that, that affects his game. So that's not a good thing to have either. I mean, he's, he he seems like he runs, and we talked about this plenty last year with his in, incidents and antics, is that the guy runs very hot when it comes to emotions on the field. He can't. He has a tough time controlling them. So uh, we'll that's see. obvious. Yeah, we will see. He has a tough time discerning when it's time to limp and not to limp. Let's see. I initially got hit. And I got up and I walked. Then I went down. Is it time to limp now? Okay, yeah. I'm going to limp. And then I'm going to go to the sideline. I'm going to soak a little bit. Then I'm going to jog. Not limp. I'm going to jog to the locker room. I'm not going to get to the locker room all the way. Then I'm going to go down in a heap again. Go in there tomorrow and we'll get a look at yeah. it. <laughs> it's, it's not a good thing that I don't put it past him that he totally was exaggerating this injury. I mean, I really I think that's a real possibility. So, I mean, if watch, you know, because we did this open, we'll find out he's out for, you know, six weeks, eight weeks, you know, because we just. Well, I'm not apologizing. Guy. Even if he is out for six weeks, you don't do that. You, were, you got up, get off the field. Could have gotten off the damn field. He holding up the, the, the game like there's another solar eclipse or something. Get off. Was was the like another solar eclipse or something? Was that hit on Odell Beckham Jr. a dirty one or not? Eight five five two one two four CBS eight five five two one two four two two seven. Bogus update. Your calls. A lot of show left. Keep it right here. Give us a call right now. Eight five five two one two four CBS. When. Most of the people see you drop to two knees in a heap in supposed pain that most of those people don't believe that you're really in that much pain, which is what was going on with Odell Beckham Jr. last night in that Monday night football game against the Browns. 855-212-4CBS. Was Odell Beckham Jr. playing this up last night? And was that a dirty hit, 855-212-4227. We'll get to your calls this segment. First, Bogus is here. What's going on, What's up, Andrew? Bogus? Well, boys, uh, before the OBJ injury scare, a dozen or so Browns knelt in a circle for the national anthem last night in Cleveland. Others put their hand on a kneeling player's shoulder pad as a sign of support. The team issued a statement during the game to say it loved America, the flag, and the players' right to express themselves. Head coach Hugh Jackson said the same thing post-game. We respect our players. Uh, we respect the flag. Those guys came to me and talked to me about it before they ever made a decision to do it. Jackson also said he hopes to pick his starting QB by tomorrow, so keep kissing up, Brock Osweiler. We're very fortunate to play for a great football coach here, and, and I know he'll make a great decision. <laughs> Osweiler, 6 of 8 for 25 yards and a pick in two series last night. Deshaun Kaiser threw for 74 yards and ran for the only touchdown. The Browns beat the Giants 10-6. Beckham will undergo further evaluation today at home in Jersey. X-rays last night were negative. The team calling his injury a sprained left ankle for now. 
Beckham hurt in the second quarter in a low but clean hit from Brian Body Calhoun. Not- I did get it right then. Yeah. Wow. And I went back to the the old pronunciation guide that screwed me up last time and got this one right. Uh, yeah, and I and I listened to McDonough say it. Yeah, this, well, that, on TV too. So yeah, no, that that Double too. He, yeah, he's going to be uh, one of those guys you can always lean on to get it right because exactly. he's such, such a pro. This was not the end in the Red Sox we're looking for in Cleveland. He bunts it back toward the mound, picked by the first baseman, double clutch, throw gets away from Devers. Here comes Geyer with a winning run. Tribe wins it on a walk off. Bunt and throwing error. The error from Brock Holt, 6-5, the final. Screaming throwing error doesn't sound right. You know, you're that excited. A throwing error. You also can't have a walk-off bunt plus throwing error. It yeah. just is not a thing. No. 6-5 uh, was, was the final. Tom Hamilton at the call on Indians. Radio, the Sox led 4-3, entering the bottom of the eighth. Cleveland reliever Andrew Miller left in the seventh after aggravating his right knee tendinitis. The Twins split two in Chicago with the White Sox, a 7-6 loss, then a 10-2 win, while the Angels fell at home to the Rangers 5-3. So Minnesota now leads Anaheim for the second AOL card by a half game. The Diamondbacks snapping a three-game skid, 3-2 in 10 at the Mets. Then the Brewers were shut out in San Francisco, 2-0. So Arizona's lead on Milwaukee for the second AOL card is now three and a half games. The Brewers also fall two and a half behind the Idol Cubs in the Central. Alabama's number one in the preseason AP college football poll for the fourth time under Nick Saban. And Victoria Azarenka withdrawing from next week's U.S. Open as she and the father of her infant son go through the custody process. Azarenka tweeted last week she was unwilling to come to New York if she had to leave her son behind in California. Boys? Thanks, Bogish. You didn't get to Yogi yesterday, right? No, no, yoga. No, no, yoga. no, no, no. Did you, in, get a, did you get a nap in? I got none of that. Yeah, see, I knew it. I, I knew it. See, I knew the ingredients that... thirty. I knew the ingredients that produced Cantankerous Brian this morning. <laughs> I know you all too well. If you get a little bit of shut-eye, that's great. Or you get a workout in, you come in a little bit more positive. But today was Cantankerous Brian, which is... And you got Odell Beckham Jr. to, to compound that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was to finish the night off after doing three college football shows. Hey, first world problems. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Chris in Portland on CBS Sports Radio. What's going on? Hey, fellas, love the show. Get a good laugh from you every night. I look forward to it. Well, thanks, Chris. What's going on this morning? I'm with you guys. I think that that was just just quite a fiasco. I, I noticed the same thing when he started limping the second time he got up. I, I always thought to myself, you know, I sprained my ankle not too too long ago and it was a bad sprain and I knew then and there I mean there was no jogging around and then you know falling down and getting back up I mean I was standing there on one leg you know and I could you know you could not move uh, it, it, the, the guy might have just limped his way off my fantasy roster he, he might have he might have <laughs> well that wouldn't be smart exactly <laughs> Chris you know when you sprain your ankle you could walk off the curb or something sprain it worse than he did last night and you don't act yeah, like he did that's not something that kicks in, you know, two minutes later. <laughs> but anyway, he, he he's a great player, man, but he's got to be a lot of work for the coaching staff. I feel for those guys. I mean, just if you look at everything from from last year's drama and, 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 and this kind of crap, that's just a lot of work for a coach, man. Yeah, uh, and good call, Chris. I would not move on from him from your fantasy roster because of this because you know he's still going to produce. I mean, the guy is just ma- <coughs> excuse me, magic on the field mm-hmm. most of the time. So uh, I would I would not do that despite some of this stuff. 
But what would be alarming to me, if I was a member of the Giants organization or I was a Giants fan, what would be really alarming to me would be that last year, before that Green Bay game, you had that whole deal, and we did not give him crap for that at all. The whole boat thing, the the week of the playoff game, if you wanted to go down there, fine. Yeah, he took some pictures where he looked like an idiot. But he went through a lot of drama with that. That was unnecessary. He didn't have to do it. I didn't think it really impacted much, but he didn't have to do it. And then didn't play all that well in that game. And then prior to that, had that whole meltdown <laughs> with the kicking net and the crying on the sideline. I mean, he had a full season of soap opera type stuff. And it seems like last night, he's still the same exact guy. Same dude, He man. didn't learn a damn thing about what he went through last year. He's an emotional, an emotional mess. That's what he is. Brian in Alabama next up on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Brian? Brian! Okay, oh, Brian's gone. Keith. Dealing with the traffic, though. Yeah, Keith in Alabama next up. What's up, Keith? Hey, guys. Look, I'm I'm right along with you as far as the Odell Beckham deal. I mean, a show's a show. And, I mean, it was like a kid looking around to see if anybody was watching before he threw his fit. Where somebody can see it. Yeah. I mean, that's what it reminded me of. And now, you know, and back when I played, I mean, it was, it was high school, but my coach went on to be one of the greatest college football coaches. He won a national championship at Jacksonville State. Bill Burgess uh, would tell us, if you're injured, lay there. I'll come get you. But if I have to come get your ass for a leg cramp, <laughs> you won't have one next week. <laughs> in, my, in my three years, I saw one man have leg cramps, and that was one of our running backs. But you could see his arms. He was he would pull himself off the field. <laughs> but that was just one of his rules. We didn't we didn't have any leg cramps. <laughs> Keith, I had the same experience. My first year of high school football, I thought I was injured. My coach came out and said, "Boy, if you ever lay your head down on this field again." It would be the last time, and it was the last time. Yeah. Uh, you, you, there's a big difference between being injured and, and, and being hurt, and and you just you, – it's that's not allowed. I mean, when you got a player of his caliber, though, you're going to put up with a lot of things. And the drama queenness you have to put up with because he's such an exceptional athlete, but it still doesn't make it right. Yeah, but where's his self-awareness at this point? I, I mean, why didn't you learn anything? From last year, I mean, do you really think that something like this is going to go over well? I mean, do you really believe that you were going to squeeze sympathy out of everybody last night for acting in that manner? And, and all this reporting, you got Lisa Salter in the tunnel, and you got everything on the Twitter, you got Schefter, and, and who's the other one, uh, the insider on there, uh, Battle Cancer, is that helping? Mortensen. Mortensen, Chris yes, Mortensen. Yeah, yes. yeah, I mean, talking about us. Really? It's a little tweak of the ankle, man. It's it. Yeah. Well, I mean, World War Three. You do need to. A guy like that goes down oh. after a hit. You're gonna have to at least try to figure out what's going on. I mean, I'm not gonna get on there. It was for trying simple. To find being the answer. A drama queen. Yeah, I know, and I agree with you. But these guys have a job too. I mean, if they didn't at least keep you updated on what was happening, that would have been a bad job by then. Put some ice on it, and he's fine. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm right. But they still need to get to that conclusion. Uh, when you've got a million people on a broadcast on Monday Night Football on a national broadcast, they're at least going to 
try to figure out what's going on. But I wonder this morning, you know, does Odell Beckham Jr. wake up and think that everybody is going to be hoping and, Odell, you're going to be okay. And, oh, man, is there anything I could do for you? Or does he have any idea that most people are looking at him and saying, man, that was over the top? <laughs> Boy, are you a baby? What a joke. Does any of that penetrate into his world? There are guys in that locker room that are thinking that. They were thinking it last night. They already knew that he was a drama queen and that he was over the top, overly dramatic. They were already aware of that, but they also are aware of what I've been stating all morning. He's one hell of an athlete, yeah, and he's a difference maker. And so as long as you're a difference maker, I don't need to be buddy-buddy with you. I don't need to condone uh, what you do on the field, how you act, or how over the, top, over the top you are, I have to sit here and admire the way you run through secondaries and help this football team win. I leave it at that. That's the end of our relationship. You're a great football player. Uh, you get on my damn nerves with all the antics, the, the histrionics. But aside from that, you help us win. So I'm cool with it. I guess the best approach, if you're Ben McAdoo, is to not swing it one way or the other too far. Don't be too sympathetic or too coddling with him. And then also don't take too much of a hardline stance. Like, get up, you baby. I don't think you can do that with a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. I don't think you can no. be Buddy He's Stevens. He's that fragile. Yeah, for, I don't think you can be Buddy Stevens from East Mississippi with Odell Beckham Jr. I think you need to. <laughs> I think the best approach would be to say, you all right? All right, good. Slap on the back and go. That'd be it. That's you it. Know? Right. All right, let me know if you need anything. I'm going to go do something else. <laughs> you know, just basically, that's that's it. All that's right? It. You, have, you have to be pretty... Straightforward, simple, and and move on. That's it. Can you go? You can't. Okay. Don't sit there and try to get uh, more insight on, into what he's trying to feel, what he's feeling, or what what occurred. It's simple. You, can you go? You can't. Okay. It's Eight, on to the tra- training staff. Y'all handle this. I'm done. I mean, yeah. It's right. Simple as that. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Your thoughts on Odell Beckham Jr. and that hit last night? Lines are open. Eight five five two one two. Four two two seven. Also, have some college football to talk about next, and a radio show that did a better job than we did at keeping their Nick Saban interview very succinct. Geo and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play it. Last night, Monday Night Football, the Giants and the Browns. I thought that this was going to be Brock Osweiler and Sean Kaiser's time to (laughs) steal the headlines, but Odell Beckham Jr. had something else to say about that as he gets hit by (laughs) Brian Body Calhoun, the great one. Um, Botek, right? uh, Yes, uh, Mm -hmm. a a hokey. Mm -hmm. So he uh, hits him low in the knees, It was not a knee injury. His foot kind of got stuck when he took the hit. Ends up being a sprained ankle. He gets up, walks, limps, goes into the locker room by himself, collapses, (laughs) and then it turns out to be a sprained ankle. So we're asking you, was it a dirty hit by Body Calhoun? And is Odell Beckham Jr. being way too dramatic? 855-212-4CBS of college football to talk about in this segment. But first... Daryl in Virginia 
on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Daryl? What's going on, fellas? How y'all doing? Great, Daryl. What's on your mind? Man, let me tell you, I'm a big-time Giants fan. Been a fan since John Boots local days from Michigan. I think Odell Beckham is a base. Mm-hmm. I used to be that guy playing ball. The fellas used to get on me, get your butt up and stop crying like a baby. Just a sprained ankle, play ball, or sit on the sideline. Simple as that. You said you've been a fan since when? I didn't hear that either. I've been a fan since Butch Wolfolk. He was oh, right Butch Wolfolk, yeah, Michigan, yeah. Yep. What are you talking about? He was, he was a Giants. Um, I've been a long-time Giants fan. And I just think Odell needs to grow up. The fellas need to get on him. Start talking about him real bad like we used to get talked about in front of like a baby. <laughs> and I think he'll be all right. But until some his boys start dogging him, ragging on him, he's going to be a big prima donna. You know who should right. really – and thanks for the curl, Daryl. You know, it popped in my head. The guy that really needs to straighten him out is someone that has been really dramatic over his career too but has figured it out for the most part now in Brandon Marshall. Now, Brandon Marshall mm. still walked out of an interview recently, and that was sort of an immature thing. But you know, Brandon Marshall had a lot of problems. Him and Jay Cutler uh, had a great relationship, then a falling out. And people talked about him being rough in the locker room. I mean, he speaks his mind still when it comes to the media, and he's in the media all the time, and that's a little bit of controversy. But as far as being a pro out there on the field, I think he's learned a lot in that regard. And he's not perfect. But I think he's come a long way. That could be a guy he can lean on and respect. He never acted like Odell Beckham Jr. He had his problems off the field, and he was dealing with some health issues and, and things of that nature. But he, he never acted like a drama queen like Odell Beckham Jr. is behaving. I, I would say Terrell Owens, he comes to mind as someone that was always seeking attention or throwing tantrums. Uh, so maybe that's the guy. That should speak to him. Well, yeah, but Brandon Marshall's there. That's, I know he's there. That, yeah, he should pull him aside. I, I agree. You have enough veterans on that team to pull him aside, tell him chill out. But will he listen? I don't think he will. Well, I, I think, think that Brandon Marshall is also the guy he'd listen to. Because... And it's going to be interesting to see how Brandon Marshall handles this because you have guys from his former team that were the Jets who are upset about what he was saying on his TV shows. He's going to be part of those same shows uh, on Inside the NFL. And, and what will he say about this situation if you have more antics like we witnessed last night? Yeah, and I just, I don't know. I know that Brandon Marshall does make headlines, and he said some stuff already once he left the Jets' locker room, as you mentioned, that ticked them off. But, I mean, a lot of the stuff that he says seems like the truth to me, though. I mean, maybe it's one of these the truth hurts type of things, but I mean, precisely. If he, and and I don't, he doesn't seem like a guy who's going to hide in the locker room from people and then say something on TV either. So, I, well, he, you would hope not as a teammate, but you would also rather he come to you first uh, as a teammate, come to you and and say, hey, this is a something I'm going to have to talk about on the show, and I will couch it in, in this manner. Uh, won't put anything. You know, that you don't want out there in the streets, but I've got to discuss this. And, and so you just have to approach it in a delicate manner, especially if you're going to be someone uh, or, or a so-called leader in that locker room. Rico in Alabama next up on CBS Sports Radio. Good morning, Rico. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good, Rico. Yeah, man, I was over here listening about the whole old Bell Beckham thing, and, you know, I had to watch the replay. I was saying earlier, thinking about it. It almost seems like they're headhunting right now. You know, we had that happen a couple years ago in the league where they were, you know, taking people's numbers and basically saying, you know, get them out of the game. 
And I think basically that's what's going to be happening for Odell this year. I mean, after watching the hit, you know, maybe it came to a point of realization that he was down on his knees and he was thinking to himself, like, hey, this is the reality. Like, people are really going to be coming after me this year. And, you know, to take a hit like that in the preseason, I think is uh, is a very big eye-opener as well, being that it, it isn't even a, a real regular season game or, or postseason or anything like that. As uh, as for Brandon Marshall, man, I think maturity has reached this peak for him, and basically he's starting to see things to a different, to a different people. Basically, he's he's seeing life differently now, and he's seeing things on a more mature aspect, and uh, taking football more serious, taking his career more serious. So, uh, I think he could have some words with Odell Beckham, and basically, you know, let him know. But as we know, Odell Beckham was moving to the sidelines. And, you know, Ben McAdoo was still doing his thing, play calling. You know, Landon Collins gave him his little uh, his little talk right there, you know, and then kept on focusing on the game as he walked off. So, yeah, and Rico, uh, I, I appreciate I think, your alternative take on Odell Beckham Jr., but I think you're completely off base. I don't <laughs> believe that that was Odell Beckham Jr. having some sort of epiphany that he's going to be a target throughout the season. And I don't believe that the hit was – something that was a head-hunting type of deal. I, I went through it before. you got a couple options. Do you go up high where you're going to get a penalty and potentially a fine? Do you try to go a little bit lower than the head, try to wrap the guy up when you're 5'8", and Odell Beckham Jr. is bigger and stronger than you are? Or do you try to take his legs out so he, at that point, boom, goes right to the ground and the play is over as opposed to him shaking off that tackle or bouncing right off of you and then running for a touchdown and then you got to watch that in the film room with someone screaming at you? Uh, one correction, Calhoun graduated from the University of Minnesota. I went to school at the University of Minnesota. Apologies there, making him a hokey. Well, he's a gopher. Hokey <laughs> gopher. Same thing. Uh, <laughs> gophers don't gobble. Uh, yeah, I, I, Rico, hell, I don't know where you're going with that, man. Talking about the hits and, and the nature of the hit and how hard the hit was. And football, you have hard hits in preseason, especially guys who are out there trying to, to make a team. So uh, the hit and the, the, the severity of the hit didn't bother me. That, that's going to happen. And, you know, what bothered me more was this. This the the antics of Odell Beckham Jr. acting as if you know, his leg was broken and he's never going to play football again. That's what bothers me. What bothers me is you get up, you're walking off the field, no limp. Then you go back down onto the field, you get up, and you now you're limping. What bothers me, you get off the bench, jog to the locker room, don't make it to the locker room, and you fall down in a squat as if, damn, something's seriously wrong with me and nothing's seriously wrong with you. That's what bothers me. It's a tweaked ankle. Probably had many of them. I don't know why he had to act in the manner in which he did. Alabama once again, number one in the preseason AP poll. I don't know if there's anything that's less important right now in college (laughs) football than the AP preseason poll because you don't have the committee voting on this because that happens much later in the season, and those are the only people that matters. You You don't have any games that have been played whatsoever and you don't have any look at these guys in any sort of game action so every time this comes out and i hear a debate about it i you know i I laugh there shouldn't be Uh, it's a preseason poll it's it's for the fans to to revel in as players uh you take notice if you're not mentioned in the top 25 and if you are in, in the top 25 
great. There's some respect out there for you. And, and if you're not, you feel like you've been snubbed, that's motivation for you. And that's the end of it. But, of course, as a player, you'd like to be mentioned in the, in the, in the top 25. Uh, and, and all it is is, you know, the media, guys like us who, who think we know what's going to happen during the season, and you really don't, other than – Mainstays like in Alabama, Ohio State, you know, the Blue Bloods are going to be in there uh, because they've been good and they've shown over the years that they deserve to be uh, in, in the uh, top 10 or top five or even number one, as Alabama has shown. Even with all the replacements they're going to have on defense, you still know Nick Saban's track record and what he's been able to put together when he's had to uh, reload his football teams in the past. So, yeah, you make them number one, and, and, so, and that's it. It's a starting point. Leave it at that and move on, see how the season plays out. It's a reference point also mid-season when you look back and see that a team that was in the top 10 was awful. Yeah. You know, say, wow, it was a preseason. Remember a couple years ago, SC was uh, pretty much a consensus number one preseason pick when Lane Kiffin was there, and boom, yeah. Wills came off. Ended up unranked Yeah, in the year. And then that's that's basically the next time that you hear about the preseason poll is <laughs> is when a team falls off right. the face of the earth and you yeah. go back and say, can you believe in the preseason? Right. They're, they're number seven. Yeah, yeah uh, that's it. <laughs> so Nick Saban is still doing radio interviews after his hard experience with us. Oh, it was terrible. And what I thought was a great radio interview, uh, but it happened to be 22 minutes long. Which 12 will, minutes over the allotted time. The allotted time that no one told us about. So yeah, we thought we on, had Mikey all B. the time. Uh, well, it wasn't his fault. It was the the PR guy never told us ten minutes, so it was uh, understood. So it's our fault, right? No, it wasn't no, understood. It was no, it was not understood. understood. Well, I hope to see you somewhere down the road. Okay, <laughs> no, we'll yeah, see that, you down the road, Coach. That's a lie. No, go rip, Josh. So he he <laughs> was on with uh, Dan Patrick yesterday. Ten minutes on the dot. That's it. Ten minutes, Dan. That's it. That's all I got. Ten minutes, oh. dog. If you want to hear, because I haven't played a game yet, so he's probably saying the same stuff. If you want to hear twenty two minutes with Nick Saban. Geoandjones.com yeah. slash audio. Uh, apparently he agreed with some of these anonymous coaches that he was overrated. Oh, really? Not overrated. Wow. That's bull dookie. 22 minutes of Nick Saban on Geo and Jones. Mm. That changed the history That's it. of CBS Sports Radio mm-hmm. because that will be the last time. We go longer and stronger. <laughs> that is right. It wasn't even our fault. Uh, but I'm, I'm happy to hear that he hasn't sworn off of radio interviews altogether. Mm. It just happens to be us. Just us. <laughs> because... Well, it was worth it, right? I think it was. We're do, probably working to get him again anyway. You're going to do the crime and make sure it's worth the time. Good talking to you. and <laughs> Good talking to you, and too. good friend. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Can't wait to see Josh. <laughs> Coming up next, the Broncos make a decision on their quarterback. And will one of us or both of us be in Vegas to watch Mayweather and McGregor. It's Gio and Jones coming right back. CBS Sports Radio. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.